Oh boy, welcome to another podcast where in the pre-podcast meeting, if you want to call it that, Caleb's already got me pretty pissed off. Um, (laughs) But we'll talk more about why in upcoming Spider-Man related episodes. Uh, This time it was not about MAGA Captain America, this time it was about Spider-Man. But we'll come back to to Spider-Man. It wasn't about Mm. Killmonger Vegeta either. Any of those things that really trigger me. Um, so sensitive. <laughs> it was about it was about movies, uh, which is good. Good segue here because we're back to talk about movies, uh, continuing the the top ten trend here. Um, today on Casual Opinions podcast, I Zach Kellner am joined by Pleb Caleb Kellner. My name and... is Ethan. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Ethan. <laughs> God damn it! My name is Ethan. That was funny. Oh, I was. Huh, I completely <laughs> forgot his name was goddamn Ethan, and you had to go and put it on a soundboard. God damn it! Oh no! Uh, that was funny. That was funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm joined here by Ethan and and Bailey. Uh, uh, Bailey Deal. I hope to God that this is the first time that we've done little sound clips like that. So I hope to God that shows up on the, oh, the final recording so here. I hope so too. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just laughing at nothing, and everyone listening is like, "What the hell is going on?" If it, just if Bailey's it... Joker origin. <laughs> I, I slip a card through the computer to both of you that says, "I have a condition." <laughs> if it doesn't show up, Caleb hit us with the fucking. My name's Ethan Line from Star Wars Visions on his soundboard there. At the exact right time. Uh, all right, so me, Ethan, and Bailey are going to be uh, doing our top ten lists today. I got to breathe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> top ten lists today of, of movies for 2021. Um this one, I think, is a little more put together than our TV shows one. I think we probably yes. all um, have this a little bit more figured out. Um, I guess this would just be movies up until that we've seen, you know, from January 1st, 2021 to now, right? New release, I guess, new 2021 releases. Yeah. Um, you know, there's sometimes you look like up the release date and it'll be like, oh, well, it was at film festivals in October 2020. Yeah, but no regular person saw it until 2021. That, to me, is the true release date, is when uh, regular folks can can see it. Um, but top 10 movies today, I will say, at least for me, um, that I, I'm pretty confident in Spider-Man, No Way Home. So um, not on the list, because I haven't seen it, but I suspect it would probably... 
it will probably be pretty high up this list. So if we filmed this episode again in a week, it would probably look a little bit different. Uh, but we're not. We're doing it now. We'll talk Spider-Man next week. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll just do it just like last time. Go bottom to top, 10 to 1. Um, talk a little bit about our, our movie picks and why. Um, and then just call her a day. See what See what happens from there. Does anybody... Want to lead? I mean, I can. I can always lead. I'm always game for that. Look at that guy, uh, Caleb. You want to go second or last? Sorry, Ethan. Do you want to go second or or do you want to be last? Let me go last. He says. Okay, Caleb can go last. Um, we'll go ahead and and let Bailey start. Maybe Caleb's taking a dump and uh, he turned probably his, turned his mic off. All right, uh, Bailey. Give it. Uh, give us your tenth best movie of 2021. Yeah. All right. So my tenth best movie of 2021. I <clears throat> there's gonna be a few animations on here, which I wasn't expecting. But it, it uh, overall, 2021 wasn't my favorite year for films. Um, but the animations did stand out quite a bit. Uh, I'm starting off mine with Pixar's Luca. Uh, I've very much enjoyed this, a good stylized bit of, you know, artistic expression and, you know, a little foray into a different kind of art style than what Pixar is used to with their big budget releases. Uh, This one, I think, kind of got a little screwed over, like a lot of Pixar's uh, COVID films have been where they've just been dropped on Disney Plus on, you know, whatever day. And I I don't even remember if Luca got, like, a full in-theater release or if it was even, like, heavy advertised. It did? I don't think it did, to to the best of my remembrance. So, yeah, it it was just kind of unfortunate that it didn't get a full theater release. But at the same time, people were still getting vaccinated, this and that. So it was probably, like, a little bit of a testing-the-waters kind of bit. And they didn't want to take a gamble on Luca, which, as I've said, is a little more of an experiment. Uh, It feels like Pixar attempted to make a Studio Ghibli film, which I greatly appreciated. Um, Just good characters, good, cute, wholesome story. Um, You know, just like kids on the outside uh, facing, uh, you know conflict and just very very like low anti-italian discrimination anti-italian discrimination (laughs) like come on chris pratt italians are beyond normal they're better than normal uh anyway italians are normal now (laughs) italians are normal now he's mario mario's not italian he's normal now um (laughs) so yeah um yep my number 10 luca I liked Luca. It was probably on my, you know, just off uh, making my top ten. I, I'll um, tell you the one right below Luca for me is uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. So, yeah, that would have been my number 11. Yeah. I did not see either of those. I wanted to see Raya or Raya or whatever. I probably still will, but I just never got around to it. Yeah, they're both on Disney Plus, so you still have some time to catch them for free. Yeah, yeah, they're both they're both good. I liked them both. Uh, yeah, good choice, Luca. Italians are people too. Um, yes. My number ten was one that like 
I never actually would have expected I would have liked. It doesn't feel like something that I, I would have normally liked. Um, and actually, and maybe this is a spoiler, I liked all of them. Uh, there was there was three of these movies. Um, but the one that I oh. uh, the one that I picked of the three was uh, Fear Street Part Two, the nineteen seventy eight. Fear Street that Part was, Two. The, that was my favorite one of the three. I agree the, with you. The R.L. Stein yeah. movies, um, which they really like, took what was like a PG thirteen PG book, and then they were just like, "Let's go, go for all it. out, let's go yeah. full <laughs> tilt." And and normally I'm not like a horror slasher movie type person, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, I was. I liked. I was the, impressed. It kind of had like a camp crystal lake you're right friday the 13th kind of vibe because it's a summer camp thing and that that's i think what did it for me was the summer camp setting uh-huh. yeah and I, and I just thought it was cool it connected real well into the first one because i was like I was they all to think, did they all connected pretty well i was, I was think, curious well, how they were they gonna, gonna do that i was like where are they gonna go with it like they're going back in time you know and yeah i was i was confused too and it, it was interesting I, I really liked it it had some pretty the, the it was a good the, trilogy yeah the bit at the end you know spoiler alert where the girl is just, they're just stabbing the hell out of him under the tree. Like, oh, God, like <laughs> that was some intense stuff. Um, maybe not as intense as in the first one when they killed the girl on like the the meat slicer, the meat slicer. Oh, but, uh, really good. Like I, I, I saw the first one pop up on Netflix and I was like, eh, I'll go for it. Uh, and I liked the first one, but I, I really liked uh, the second one here of I'll, definitely my favorite of the three. Yeah. I'll be honest. I completely forgot. I watched those movies. I, I mean, they're not going to crack my it. top 10, but that, I was just like, Whoa. Yeah. I remember that. Like I wasn't expecting to have one of those situations where it's like one of you guys mentions a movie and I'm like, Oh yeah, I did watch that. Cause I thought yeah. I pretty much watched whatever everyone was watching. And I forgot clearly. Yeah. So that, so that was my 10 there. Very nice, very nice. Um, yeah, my I feel like my list. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are gonna think of it, but uh, Have fun. well, because I mean, you you even said yourself you're not a huge horror horror movie person, but for number ten on my list, I have the newest Conjuring movie that came out this year. Oh, boy. Uh, the the devil. Whatever, I can't even. remember. The devil made title. me do it. The devil made me do it. Yeah, uh, I had recently before that movie came out, me and. Charlie, we went through and watched the Conjuring Universe movies. Uh, just it was something to do, and I, you know, they're they're cheesy for sure. Not all of them are the best, but I I really got invested in them. I really got involved with them, and I had a fun time watching them. And then, sure enough, they come out with a third one, and I said, "Yeah, I'll watch that." And I think the third one is the the best of the Conjuring movies. Not the whole universe, but the third Conjuring, I think, is the best of the three Conjuring movies. Um, I'm a sucker for horror movies, so. It had to make my list. I, I honestly, I forgot about the Fear Streets. Those possibly could have beat this out, but I went ahead and went with it. So, yeah, hmm. I know they're they're cheesy, but they're like I, I like how they I try and incorporate say... like reality, like with the whole like the courtroom and and everything, trying to because obviously it's loosely based off real things, you know. Yeah, quote which, unquote. <laughs> the courtroom case is actually more interesting than. Yeah, I really liked the courtroom. Like setting. in in real life, the Ed and Lorraine involvement in the case is not as fascinating as the court case. Like the court case, if they spent more time in the courthouse, in like 
during the trial, I might have liked this movie a little more because it could have been like, um, oh God, the possession of Emily Rose or Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is another mm-hmm. uh, film about a court case about a demonic possession. Yeah. Um, and that one is wild. Uh, yeah. But this one, it just, the court case is fascinating, but also it's not interesting because they literally present evidence and they're like, hey, here's the evidence that he was possessed. And they're like, no, we're not. Yeah, we're like, not no. <laughs> they just kind of like brush it aside. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Movie about this? Like, really? And I see they had to fluff some stuff in there and add yeah. homages. To Everybody's like got to do that a little bit. But, but I, 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 I enjoyed the movie. It was, it was a fun watch. I, I'm glad it, you did. It, I want to go through the Conjuring universe again because it's I I don't know when I watch one off horror movies it's like whatever but this is like a whole universe I can it's like each day of the week I can watch a new movie and it's all like kind of connected I don't know it's fun yeah I just I just want to say personal opinion Ed and Lorraine Warren were terrible grifters uh, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I haven't researched the real ones per se too much, but yeah, I feel they, like a they lot. literally would just. They show come up from that time. Homes, they come like, from the time period where that was happening. Well, no, exactly. All that possession, they, grifting, bullshit they, that just they happened. Took advantage then. of every opportunity that they had. They went to vulnerable people's homes and literally just kind of intruded and said, "Like we're here to help." And they were like, uh, "Okay, come in, I guess." And they'd come in. They'd set up shop they'd start like eating their food and all this and that and then they wouldn't really make the situation better uh majority of people who they quote unquote helped actually would kick them out saying you just made things worse yeah i i remember for this newest movie the devil made me do it one of i don't know who specifically it was but one of the real people uh i think it might have even been the person who was on trial uh but somebody of that family or that group, they said that they regret uh, Ed and Lorraine ever being involved in the first place. I remember oh, them saying no, that they're yeah, like, I wish they wouldn't have been involved at all. They were, doing, they were doing the possession on initially. Um, mm-hmm. They regretted the whole situation. Not because it's like it made like the demonic possession worse. It, anyway, that, that's a whole other discussion. I, yeah. just, I just wanted to voice my opinion on that because Ed and Lorraine were, in, in my opinion and from what I've looked into, are just terrible, terrible grifters. Oh, yeah. Not saying that they're great people, but the movies are fun to watch. <laughs> they're fun. Just don't believe the heroism that goes behind their characters in any of those movies. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I guess it's my turn for my number nine. Yes, um, I threw Godzilla versus Kong on here. <laughs> It's not a great movie. It's not going to be an Oscar contender by any means. But this was my first movie that I saw back at the theaters after I got vaccinated. I felt comfortable going. A friend invited me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I went and saw it on the biggest screen I could with a friend. All of us vaccinated. All of us wearing masks and social distancing. It was a good time. Um, And, you know, this movie, for me, had some of the best monster action, the best kaiju action pretty much in really any Godzilla movie that I've seen in a long time. Um, Yeah, again, not Oscar-worthy, not Oscar-contending. It was just, it's a good, fun movie, and it just is going to hold a little special place in my heart for this year. 
And King Kong's got a big old axe, and he just swings it around. Where's the Kong? And what Kong? else do you need, right? <laughs> Hashtag Kong Dong. Where is it? <laughs> it's gone. It just hides. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. That was another one that I that it was probably like just off the list. For yeah, I have like four on my list that. Didn't quite make it. That's one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my number nine was um, came out really early in 2021 on Amazon Prime, uh, and it's called One Night in Miami. Ooh, okay. And it, I guess I it's based of off a play. Uh, it's based off a stage play um, from from what I've heard. Never actually seen that. And you could definitely tell that it's based off a play because it's basically one long conversation like that's pretty much what it is it's and it's based off a true uh it's kind of like a fictionalized ish uh account of uh this meeting between uh malcolm x uh muhammad ali sam cook and jim brown who were all uh all four friends in real life so it's it's set in the 1960s and it's just this big conversation between them and it talks a lot about you know, uh, religion, because, uh, you know, Malcolm X was, uh, you know, part of the, the Nation of Islam, and he's one of the guys who uh, convinces Muhammad Ali to, to convert to to Islam as well, which was really controversial uh, back in the day. Um, then there's a lot about uh, a lot about race in there as well, um, you know, and, and what these guys are doing for, for their community and, and, and for their people and stuff, because they're all you know, Sam Cooke's a famous singer. Jim Brown's like one of the best football players in the world, right? Malcolm X, political activist. Uh, Muhammad Ali is a big time boxer, right? And and it it was just, I mean, some just killer acting. Like it's it's probably not a movie that I would be like, hell yeah, I want to go watch that again. But it was just like really really good performances, and and it was really interesting, you know, kind of from a historical perspective because I would kind of consider myself a a history guy but i i did not know that these four guys were all as as interconnected as they actually were so i thought it was really cool um it was a good watch but but again probably and it and it probably will win a lot of awards if it hasn't i don't know how these it it, it was at the up. oscars for okay. this past year and it didn't okay. it didn't do as hot but yeah hmm. that was good i enjoyed it i i liked it so um worth a watch if you got a if you got the time but uh mm. yeah. number 9 for me one night in miami shell yeah shell yeah now i've not i'd never heard of that personally uh but interesting um so my number 9 i don't know if you guys had seen it and it's a questionable one to to maybe be on the top 10 list but uh uh vacation friends did you guys watch that what the f- I don't even know if I've heard of Vacation. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Hulu, Hulu original. It's got John Cena in it. And, oh, uh, okay. Oh, one, oh that one guy. I I gotta be honest. When I saw the trailer for it, I was like, okay, it could be a comedy movie that it's free. I might watch it, but I wasn't like impressed with the trailer. It was a little lackluster, maybe of a trailer. But me and Charlie sat down and watched it a, a while ago, and I, I, you know, it says it's got like a sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I. I don't know. I liked it. I thought I would maybe give it a little bit higher than that. And 
I'm seeing here just by looking at it, the director says he's he's coming back to do a sequel for it. So obviously it was recepted well enough to possibly get a sequel, but it's just kind of one of those dumb one-off party kind of drugs, alcohol fueled wild adventure. John Cena is obviously crazy. I I don't really know. It's been a minute since I've watched it, but it was, it was a decent comedy movie. I, I love comedy movies, so I don't know. It It, it was a buddy comedy movie. I make a series of comedy videos. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you ever see uh, blockers? I did. Ooh. That was also that was decent. It was decent. I like I like blockers a lot. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. I think two two times. This yeah. is good, worth a watch. And same same thing with this vacation friends. Like, I could I could say I would definitely go back and rewatch it again. But that's that's just me. Uh, like I say, I think it's under this title it says like it's a it's a buddy film. You know. Yeah. Two couples. One's I think the I wish I knew that guy's name. The I, I think it was Lil Ray Howard. Lil, Lil Ray Howard, yeah, him and his mm-hmm. his wife. They're like normal people, normal life, normal family, or whatever. And then you've got John Cena and his girlfriend, who are just rich, party, crazy ass fucking people who, yeah, ruin their entire time and try and yeah. be their friends. It's funny. It's comedic. I liked it. Nice, nice. All right, uh, my next one is uh, In the Heights. Um, you know, I'm a sucker for musicals and stage adaptations and that kind of thing. Uh, but In the Heights kind of just did it for me, especially like after Hamilton kind of took over last year being released on Disney Plus, the hype came up again for Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, and then In the Heights came out and I liked it. I thought it was fairly faithful. I wish they would have done some things different. Um, there's not really much to say about it. Uh, also, uh, Anthony Ramos, the lead actor in this, who was also in Hamilton, uh, is under some fire for uh, cheating on a longtime girlfriend at a strip club recently. Uh, so nice. I've been keeping up with that drama because I have nothing better to do since I am unemployed. <laughs> um, and wow, it's just it's really funny. So I'm wondering if people listening are going to be mad at me for even putting in the heights on here. Because that's quote unquote supporting Anthony Ramos, the cheater extraordinaire. Um, so yeah, uh, cancel Bailey. Cancel Bailey for putting in the heights in his at number eight on his top ten films of the year. Um, let's get that trending. This right. Anthony Ramos looks like a total jabroni. I've he never heard of like him. He looks like yeah. He looks he like really a dude. does. He does look like a goof. You're... I thought he was cool, and then hey, this nice out, ears. Like, Am I right? Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's that's my number eight in the heights. Mm. Oh man, yeah. What uh, I I watched. I'll be completely honest. I watched about five minutes of In the Heights, and and then I stopped, and not because I was like, this movie sucks. Like it wasn't like, but I was just like, I watched about five minutes, and then I started messing around on my phone, and then I was just like. <laughs> watch something else instead um yeah i don't know i'm sure it would be good if i gave it a chance i like it i like a a musical here or there i i I understand why people probably wouldn't like it otherwise or might this might be one of those movies where if you're watching it at home you do just twiddle around on your phone while watching it yeah Uh, that's the thing for me man if i pull up my phone that's how i know i'm probably not gonna actually like the movie (laughs) i'm like damn it i'm not paying attention anymore Right, right. Well, if um, we're being 
uh, for being well, I was I was just gonna say, like, if anything, just go on YouTube and look up the song "96 Thousand" from In the Heights, the movie, and just watch that scene. It's really good. It's just a good like dance number, kind of in a unique location, and good choreography, good music. And that's really it. Like that's the best number in the whole show, besides "Paciencia y Fe," which I mean, I hope uh, the actress who sings that gets like an Oscar nomination because she did a killer job. But I'll talk more about like more movie musicals coming up later on the list. Spoilers. Ooh, spoilers. Yikes. Spoilers. Um, Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Thought I had something else I was going to say, but I don't think I do. In, in um, the Heights, nothing. Oh, okay. yeah, no, you were saying something about watching it at home. Uh, like, looking at my list, like, scrolling up the top, yeah. I only watched one of these ten movies in a theater. I was about to say, looking at my list, I watched um... four of these in an actual theater. <laughs> One, just one yeah. for me. Yeah. So, uh, that's crazy. One of the movies that I that I watched at home, and and number eight on my list, uh, was another Netflix streamer. Uh, it was called I Care a Lot. Mm, I heard of it. Which had uh, Rosamund Pike and uh, Peter Dinklage was in it. Um, basically, the, the the gist of it is it's kind of like a kind of like a art comedy crime it's a thriller comedy when i search okay. it yeah and and basically and and I, sometimes i like it when movies are like this the the main character she's just like this scumbag con woman who who basically right. uh hustles old people out of their their assets and and money and stuff um yeah. and and she does it to the wrong person's mom peter dinklage who whose character in here is like the head of a gang or the mafia or something like that. Um, so then she's basically fighting her, her way against the mob here. Um, and it's really, it's really fun. I mean, it's, it is, I would, yeah, I think a, a dark comedy thriller is probably a good way to, to describe it. Cause it is pretty funny. Um, you know, there's, there's some really good acting in there. I think, um, I think the, uh, Rosamund Pike won some, uh, won some awards or was nominated for it at, at the very least. Um, but it's it's really cool. It was it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Um, again, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it, I always think it's a good thing if a movie or in a TV show can get me to root for somebody who's a piece of shit because she she's a con artist. Because you she relate just, to that. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> and I like to see people who are like me on TV, and yeah. uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> What what is what does Max say? How do we how do we know if they're who's the good guy in here unless they tell me, um, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, she if if you they can get to be me straightforward, <laughs> right? Uh, if you can get me to to root for uh, a crapola person, um, you're doing a good job. So I enjoyed I care a lot quite a bit. Yeah, I think uh, Dad was telling me about that. It's pr- pretty mm-hmm. much exactly what he said, and I I had considered it, and maybe maybe I will watch it, but. I remember me and Charlie, we, when we were considering watching it, we watched the trailer and we were so like turned off by the trailer because we, we laughed at it a little bit because I felt like there was 90% of the trailer was just the exact same style of shot just on Roseman Pike's face. Like it was just like her looking at the camera constantly, just like, I, I don't know, the trailer just seemed 
dumb. It all it looked like was just a lot of talking and a lot of up close shots of Roseman Pike. I'm just like, I don't know. We we looked at each other like, why why do they keep showing us her face? What's happening yeah. in this movie? You know, like trailers are that trailers thing. never people, do things justice. No, exactly. People will I will people say that. will always say like don't judge a book by its cover, don't yeah, judge I agree. a book by its trailer. I but agree. at the same time, that's what the point of the cover and the trailers are is, <laughs> is to make judgment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, but so I, I might give it a shot. You know, it's obviously got good reviews and you and dad have talked highly about it, but I just remember watching that trailer, me, me and her both. We were just like, what the hell is this? Why do I keep seeing this woman's face? It's just <laughs> so much of her face. I'm not seeing anything else but her face. It's almost like it's a movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, like, I get that, though. It's just... Yeah. It, it was, it I don't know. But tiresome. I, like, I, I just felt like I saw nothing in that trailer that told me... What told me, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's just like, all I saw was this woman. <laughs> Um, so we're on eight. Is that right? Yeah, we're on eight. We are on eight. So my eight is nobody. Nobody. Ooh. Okay. Nobody. John, John wick. Dis discount. John wick. I guess you could say, uh, with Saul from, yeah, <laughs> better call Saul. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah, upset was... because that was on my really want to watch list, but I never watched it. You never I got thought... Really? I thought you were the one that told me about it and told me I to did, watch it. I probably it. did, but I just never got around to it. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that, it that, was... that's, the, that's an example of a trailer that looks good and tells you exactly what you need to know. Yeah. It makes you want to go see it. But then yeah, I mean, never go see it like me and Zach. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you're a fan of John Wick, you know, it's similar in that regards in terms of like beat em up, shooty, killing a lot of people. Obviously, he's not like a an elaborate trained assassin and with this underground assassin dark world, like John wick is, but it's a little bit more grounded, I suppose. But is, is he not like a, he's super trained. He's like ex military yeah. or okay. something, but he's not like a John wick assassin hitman gotcha. type thing. Uh, but he's honestly probably just as good. And you've obviously got Christopher Lloyd in there as this old man. He just absolutely murks people with a shotgun in there. It's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> It, it was it was a fun, good shooty actiony movie. So I mean, like I said, if you kind of like John Wick, it's it's up that up that alley for sure. Love, love uh, John Wick. Yeah, fun, fun, good, good shooter movie, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry if you're hearing any of that background noise. Uh, I have a neighbor who likes to fire up his car right outside of my window Ooh. and do like maintenance work on it. Uh, he usually does it at like eleven o'clock at night. But for some reason, he decided oh, to do it at a reasonable time of 10 a.m. California time. So California. this is weird. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't noticed anything myself, but okay. I, I just saw like as, as he was revving up, I just saw my little green circle here in the Discord uh, oh. voice chat was like lighting up with each. It was like okay, <laughs> great. Um, so that was coming through. Um, I guess I'll move on to my number seven, or like we're good to do that. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and I'll try to cover up the background noise with my voice so that maybe he'll go away or stop while I'm talking. Um, my number seven is uh, another Lin Manuel Miranda project, and that is Encanto, which I actually just saw the other day. I did a double feature day. Nice. Um, 
And I absolutely enjoyed this movie. I, I'm a sucker for, like, Disney movies that, you know, start off kind of like, eh, yeah, we're just having fun and good times. And then you reach the end where it's just kind of like, oh, this is a story that, like, hits every single person in the audience, like, personally. Uh, whether they're an adult, whether they're a kid, whether they're a teenager, whether they're a young adult, just... Anyone in their life will find something to connect to with the message and the morals of the story. Uh, and I was just like, oh, there's so many good, beautiful moments. And the music is great. It, de it was like one of those movies where it just kind of feels like, you know, you've heard better from Lin-Manuel Miranda music. But it's still like, even at his laziest, like with this movie, he still goes hard. And it's, it's great. Um, added quite a few songs to my Spotify playlist. Uh, as of recent, so that's good. Um, I really hope that this gets nominated for Best Animated Feature, but I don't want it to win. Uh, I don't spoilers, think it yeah. spoilers for later. Yes, um, I suspect we might have the same animated movie on here that I think's a we, we just might, so I'll, I'll say <laughs> I would I would like to I think Kim and I will probably go see Encanto at some point uh, unless it's, it's unless it's got a Disney Plus set date then I might just wait. Um, uh, the next big movie being released on Disney Plus is Eternals on like January twelfth. So gotcha. Encanto hasn't even received it, and it came out like two weeks after Eternals. So <laughs> yeah, it, it looks it looks good. It looks fun. I used um, to be so on top of these Disney movies and. I man, recently, like with this Luca and Ray, like I just haven't is, watched them. I don't know is why. Is it weird? Is it weird to tell you that this is their like this is Disney's sixtieth full length animated feature that they've ever done? I, starting I can believe Snow it. They've White done so many. Encanto. I feel and, like it would have been in the hundreds, but no, this is their sixtieth, and I'm like, how? I feel like there are so many more, but sixty just feels like too small a number for Disney. I think part of it for me is like the animation while getting a little bit crisper and cleaner with each movie. It's the same every single time. And I think uh, I just kind of get lost with it. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Uh, there are moments where you can see like the hair on like the back of people's necks. Like the animation is that. Yeah, good. yeah. They're, they're getting better, like, it with is, it, but it's, it's that it same general look that I'm just like, can we do something different? Let's go back right. to 2D or something for a little <laughs> while. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But, yeah. uh, well, my number seven is Disney's 59th animated movie, I guess. I think. Maybe 58. Uh, and it is Raya and the, the Last Dragon is my I'm, number, is my see, number I seven. I did want to see that. I just never got around to it. I'm a, I'm a pretty simple man. There's a few things that I will always like and will will always support. One of them is dragons. One of them is dragons. Um, <laughs> dragons is as a thing. I absolutely love. Um, so if you have a dragon in the title, you're gonna get me. Uh, you're gonna get me watching it. Uh, I thought the story was really cute. It was fun. Kind of had some Avatar: The Last Airbender vibes because there's like all these different tribes be, uh, amongst. Be the careful saying that, Zach. Uh, one of the biggest YouTubers for like commentary and film criticism got canceled for making that comparison. <laughs> Why? 
Like they they were straight up driven up Twitter because people were upset and called them like racist. Um, uh, okay, I get that seems a little silly. Uh, it, it absolutely is, and it was ridiculous then. Um, but yeah, go on. Be, okay, well, I will still make that comparison <laughs> because there's tribes on an island in Avatar: The Last Airbender, and there's tribes on an island in Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, <laughs> Sure. Uh, now you got me derailed here, you bitch. Um, much, much like Avatar: The Last Airbender, again, there, there's dummy good, like stupid good fight choreography in here. Like, mm. I wouldn't have expected a Disney movie just to snap this hard in in the in the fight scenes. Like, I mean, they're dueling with with swords, and I mean, all sorts of this stuff. It's crazy. Like, I thought it was surprisingly good action um you know the the I, I don't know i'll leave it there the the action was 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 really cool the story i thought was really neat um you know i, I guess in in some ways it's kind of like i guess there's maybe a little bit of moana there as well because there's like you have to like restore the the heart of of kumandra or whatever where the where the dragons are um but it was a lot of fun, and and it's on Disney Plus, and and you should go watch it. Maybe. Hmm. I might, I might, I, I might. Um, seven, 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 seven. So my seven, I feel like this will probably be higher on your guys's list. Uh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Roughly. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was good. It's not my favorite Marvel movie. Uh. I might I'll start I'll start I guess by saying my my complaints I guess was it felt a little long but that's not even really a complaint anymore uh and then the dweller in the darkness villain is that what it's called yeah something dweller like in the darkness that I don't know when it's when the monster I know he's not like the main villain necessarily kind of his dad is but like just this big colossal giant thing it's not even World really got a real name monster. It was just a little boring to me. I felt like it was just a little boring. I, I didn't resonate. I, when I look at a movie, like especially an MC movie, I want to resonate with the villain. I'm a big fan of villains. I like to watch for the villain, and I was not super compelled by both the Mandarin or Dweller in the Darkness. Not to say that the movie sucks. It definitely doesn't suck. Um, but also, and this is just like a semi-side complaint. So, like, I feel like in the MCU, especially, uh, there's so many, like, as the MCU is expanding, we're getting so many more things involved. There's all these gangs and organizations that have been around for so long. So you've got, like, the Ten Rings who have been around forever, apparently. And then even in uh, Black Widow, you've got General Drakov, and he's got his Red Room, and he's got all this tech and he's talking about how he can control everything. He can control how the world works. And like literally with a everybody does that Can't anymore though. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm just saying, I feel like I hear that a lot. Some yeah. old organization that control. I'm like, who's really controlling things. It seems like everybody's doing that. I don't also, know. There's it just felt a little in the show back up. And it's like, you know, he runs a big crime syndicate in new york so yeah, i almost feel like he would be answering to the mandarin wouldn't he <laughs> maybe there's just there's a lot going on and i feel like i see it a lot i don't know it, it was a good movie but it wasn't my favorite but I, I i still put it seven on my list for sure for sure 
I'm sure it's. I didn't watch Eternals, so I can't even put that on my list. But I know it's better than Eternals. Uh, it well, it's not on. I'll, I'll spoil that. Eternals is definitely not in my top ten by a yeah. long shot. I'm. Shang-Chi's, I'm waiting for Shang-Chi's that January. Better. That January twelfth to to watch that because. Yeah, and that's fair. It's honestly, it's worth it for like one care. Well, a couple characters doing cool things, and then the two after credit scenes. Mm. Yeah, my boyfriend's right. in one of them. Who's your Spoilers. boyfriend? I don't want to spoil it for you. Adam. Oh, Levine. I already knew about that though. Yeah, Sonic what? the Hedgehog. Sonic Which the Hedgehog. hold on, hold on. I'm gonna sidetrack there. Uh, Knuckles. I, I remember last week I said I said I uh, that B stars kind of turned me off from being a furry, but Idris Elba Knuckles, Knuckles, Knuckles brought you back. I th- I think that might have brought me brought me into the dark. We were, we were talking about that before you joined the call earlier. <laughs> we were. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too damn sexy. I you mean can't. come on. Idris Elba lied or they lied. They were like, uh Knuckles' voice will not be sexy. And then we heard him <laughs> yeah. speak and I'm like That's what that we were talking about. Totally <laughs> true. Yeah, uh, try to make yeah. Idris Elba not sexy. Like it can't, can't be done. It can't, well, we have can't a, be we done. have a good trifecta here. Caleb, you can have Sonic. I'll yep. take Knuckles. Zach, you can have Tails. You can take ah, the minor. Oh, I want Shadow. I want me a little Edge Lord. Uh, well, we don't have yep. Shadow yet. Yeah, you'll have to wait till the post credit scene of Sonic Two. Yeah. yeah. Shadow voiced by Adam <laughs> Driver. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, hold on. That's good. <laughs> Yes, that's too good. Because that's really good. Game that is over, perfect. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here, let me move on. Uh, <laughs> move on. We're getting a little sweaty over here. Um, yes. Let's. Uh, my number six is another movie musical. This one just came out. West Side Story. <laughs> um, and this one does the original, and it does the Broadway production justice. Um, obviously, rest in peace, Stephen Sondheim, who just is a profound influence on music, on Broadway, with, like, uh, musical films. Uh, And this is just a good send-off love letter um, for that. And my only complaint about this movie is Ansel Elgort, the uh, predator that he is, is... Oh, isn't he uh, going to play... Is he playing Yugi Moto, or is he uh, Joey Wheeler? Who, who? Ansel Elgort. That's uh, Joey Wheeler, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he does not do a good job. Uh, what are you talking about, Yug? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there, there's something about acting. Um, God, I'm going to Something go about acting. I'm going to go on my pretentious acting rant as, as, a, as an acting college graduate. An actor. An actor. an actor but in film like you connect to someone through their eyes and how they emote that's 90 percent of what acting is especially for film is through their eyes and with ansel elgort his eyes throughout this whole movie were just dead on arrival you like you cannot connect to him he looks like that kind of like football jock type who got cast in like the musical as the lead and he doesn't <laughs> want to be there I can like, kind of see that. <laughs> that's the vibe that he gives me in this. And there are moments where him and, you know, his love interest played by Rachel Zegler, who absolutely deserves an Oscar for this role, or Oscar nomination at the very least for this role. She does amazing. Where they are connecting, and she is all in. But he is not there at all. And it looks like he's more internalizing his acting and focusing on how well he's singing. And it's just, it's so apparent 
It's such a bad job. And I guarantee there are going to be people out there who disagree with me. And they're going to say like, yeah, he did an amazing job. It's one of the best acting jobs I've ever seen. It's just with, from my perspective, it just wasn't as strong as other work that he's done. And also I do possess that personal bias as he has been outed as a predator uh, within the past two years. So um, mm. that could nice. be it. Wait, Joey Wheeler's a predator? Movie... <laughs> Joey Wheeler. <laughs> Uh, this movie is fantastic. It is just energetic, amazing. If if you want to see a movie musical, uh, this is the one to go see if you need to get started or if you want to fall in love with movie musicals or musicals in general. So that's that. I watched the old one many a year ago. Oh, yeah. And isn't it basically, and, and this is maybe a thing that is everybody knows but isn't it basically just romeo and juliet except in new york and a musical yeah okay. yeah exactly it's it's romeo and juliet uh there are a few twists on the classic story like certain people die certain people don't die that kind of thing can i copy your homework <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like that but... <laughs> i uh, will also it's good. go on the record as saying i think romeo and juliet sucks I, it's, <laughs> no sucks. i never something i've cared about yeah like everyone calls it Shakespeare's like best work, and I'm like, no, if it, it's just the one that you've heard about the most because it was taught in every English class, it's not. Yeah. It's far from his best. Mm. And greatest love story ever told. They met stupid. for they're two days and then they both die. It they're sucks. idiot kids. They're they're dumb. They their brains exactly. are not fully developed yet. They're just babies. They're just babies. <laughs> they're just tiny, dumb, has, stupid like, babies. A two point four GPA. Yeah. <laughs> Juliet has like a 3.8. She still needs to work on her grades. Round it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, w one last thing before I go on to, to my number six here. You're talking about uh, fancy actors having to, to connect with the eyes and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And it just immediately reminded me of uh, The Last Jedi when Kylo Ren says, you're nobody, but not to me. Oh, yeah. And just see yeah. it in those... You just see it in those eyes, yeah. and it just makes you melt right there in your seat. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have taken his hand. I'll be honest. Absolutely. I would have taken his hand. 100%. You know a good actor by their eyes. Yeah. Uh, my number six is another, uh, well, you know, another thing where, you know, I said there's a few things that I really like. Uh, this, again, falls not, not into dragons this time, but for some reason, I really freaking like Groundhog Day. Esque movies. No mm -hmm. way. I think we have the same movie. Wait. So last year, uh, last year a movie came out. This is called... your six. Yeah. I last think we year have the same a movie, movie called Palm Springs came out with Andy Samberg. Yep. And uh -huh. That was my. That was that was my 2020 movie of the year. That was, was a good Palm movie. Springs. That for was sure. so freaking good. Yeah. My number yep. six here is called Boss Level. Yep. We have the same. <laughs> the same. Same six. Boss Level. Same six. Mm. Boss Level is like. Kind of like what with Bailey said with uh, Godzilla and Kong, like it's not going to win any awards, uh, but it's got it's got handsome Frank Grillo, uh, who's basically like badass. He's the Punisher. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and basically he wakes up every morning and people are trying to kill him. And yeah, there's like that <laughs> helicopter in the beginning. Yes, and I think the helicopter has Rob Gronkowski like on a minigun. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> he's a 
tight end for the the Buccaneers right now. It, he's pretty much just famous for being a dumb big football guy. But yeah, it, it's him trying to you know at, at, at least early on, it's like he's just like yeah, I, I'm content with well maybe not. Content, yeah, he, he's, he's like, like I'm stuck here. Oh well, <laughs> I'm gonna die every day. You know, so he go, like he'll go. To, he's got like that perfect loop. Yeah, and he you goes. Know, like he, and he, he knows gets, exactly what's happening. He goes and he gets blackout drunk because he's like, I can never get past this point. So he just crushes all this booze and then just dies in the same spot. And then eventually he's like, something clicks and he's like, I got to figure this shit out. Yeah, it has um, something to do with his wife, right? Yes, and it was it was it was awesome. It was so much fun. Like I I kind of I like that time loop thing. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for the time loops. That's what I was going to say, because you, you obviously said Palm Springs. Mm. I was going to mention that. And then uh, the Happy Death Day movies. I like those, yes, those, those time loop movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for the time. That, that's crazy that we both had that on. Was that, that six. Was your six also? Yeah. That was, yeah, we had the same six. Yeah. Boss level so, was good. I like the time a, loop stuff. It was a lot of fun. It's one that I could put on again, like in the background and just. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's dumb, fun action. And yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Time loop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to you, Bailey. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, my next one is Shang-Chi. Um, Shang-Chi. I have a lot of similar complaints to like what Caleb said. I think the one thing that I would disagree on is I actually did really enjoy uh, the Mandarin, and I connected to him and his plight uh, quite a bit. Not not like super invested, but it's like... I guess I, I shouldn't say that stuff. I didn't connect with the Mandarin, but rather the Ten Rings group. Okay, that's fair. Like, yeah, I liked Rings the Mandarin. Group, he was cool. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for, like, unique takes on a comic book adaptation, especially with, like, the Ten Rings and the Mandarin. On like, the Mandarin, you know, everyone yeah. already knows, like, the uh, stereotypical origins that he of... had, yeah. And then just wearing <laughs> Ten Rings on his fingers is like, okay. But they decided to go with, like, classic kung fu kind of thing with the uh, wrist ringlets, the weight Yeah, ring. that was cool. That was cool. I was like, I enjoy that. I also, someone brought up a point about, like, the presence of those rings going forward in the MCU with Shang-Chi. Very like, curious. can you, Im- like, someone said, can you imagine him, like, tossing rings to other Avengers and watching them, like, catch the rings, utilizing them, and getting their own, like, color with each ring? Um, and utilizing, like, a kind of souped-up power with their own ring? Like, that would be cool to have, like, an action sequence like that. Just be very colorful and very dynamic. Anyway, I just love this movie so much. Just, it's it's in my top five MCU movies, um, mm. which we can rank a little later down the line or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I loved it. I saw it twice in theaters, which I wasn't expecting to do and uh, loved it both times. And then I watched it again on Disney Plus recently and it still held up, uh, mm. still holds its place on my list. I want to say I did forget one part. I didn't say that I that I did like. I forgot to say it. Um, I liked that they put in the other fake Mandarin guy from yeah. Iron Man Three. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Cool. I thought that was that was funny. I wondered if they were going to talk about that in this movie, that's, and they did. That's one of those moments where, like, I saw it and I loved it, but I was sitting there. I was like, if anyone has like not seen or has completely forgotten about Iron Man Three, they're not going to understand this. Yeah, at all. they're just yeah. going to see like. Oh, it's Ben Kingsley. Well, I mean, he what does. He, he doing here? He explains it a little bit, right? He does. He does. But, but yeah, like, you, you, you know, definitely have to be there. 
it's like with that context beforehand that makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. But with like, you know, the light explanation of what, oh, there was a guy who was claiming to be the Mandarin, but he wasn't. It's like, oh, I'm the guy who claimed to be the Mandarin. It's like, yeah, you uh, definitely okay. want to know Iron Man 3. I remember when Iron Man 3 came out and people were angry, like, that's not the real Mandarin. I'm like, well, of course it's not the real Mandarin. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, that, that didn't bother me because one, I don't know the Mandarin or Shang-Chi at that point. Then also I'm like, well, he's just not the main villain. It's this other dude who can catch on fire. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. So that's my five. Uh, that brings it to me, my number five. And my number five is Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Oh, <laughs> I almost as, made my list, but it didn't. I, as, uh, as maybe, I, maybe Caleb at least knows. I freaking love Mortal Kombat. You love Mortal Kombat. It's uh, good. I think I was going through and I was scrolling through my my most played games, and my most played games are like Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat 11 in terms of like total hours and stuff. Yeah. You know, again, kind of like boss level. Not gonna win any awards, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> um, but I'm also not Roger Ebert. Like I'm not film critic review guy. Um, you know, sometimes I was, I was I like, gonna say you're not me. <laughs> you're not Terry. Um, I thought as a yeah, right. Uh, I thought as a Mortal Kombat fan that it was a really good adaptation. Uh, yes, I also yes. will go on the record as saying the original Mortal Kombat movie is good too. Um, I've not seen that one, but I've so, heard so leave that one alone. Mortal <laughs> Kombat Annihilation, not very good. This new Mortal. Did you Kombat, like the uh, the new original character? Yeah, I had no problem. The with main, him. the main guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, wasn't. It, I'm curious to see if they'll, they'll put him in the new Mortal Kombat game. I hope so. Like whatever the next game is, I think that would be cool. There are there have been recent rumors of a of a p- possible Mortal Kombat 12 not too far on the horizon, uh, and I wouldn't cool. be surprised if he showed up in the game. But it was a it was an interesting spin on it. You don't mm-hmm. really get the tournament so much in it. Uh, yeah, that, that like you would expect up. at least from the the first one, and and of course. Uh, you know, to put a smile on my face and to, to launch it up my list, they end the movie by going and searching for the greatest Mortal Kombat character, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Right? <laughs> he, he's not he's not in the movie, but he's set up uh, for, a, for a potential sequel, which I hope and pray that there will. I think this was pretty. I think this was pretty well reviewed overall. Um, I thought the I don't know. I thought the cast was really good too. Kano um, was perfect. Kano was a really strong choice. Uh, yeah, for, I like. I really Kano. liked their Kano. I yeah. thought their their um, their Scorpion was so freaking cool. I cannot mm-hmm. remember who who played that him. guy. Um, I know him though. Was it like the actor? Like I've seen yeah. him in other things, but Hiroyuki, I don't know his name. Hiroyuki Sonata. Um, and and yeah, looking at this, he's been in, He was in. Uh, uh, did you watch Forty Seven Ronin? Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, but yeah. He was also in the 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 Wolverine movie as well. Wolver- yes, Wolverine. Um, yeah, he's he's in a lot of cool stuff. He's and, in a lot of things. Yeah, I know the that. The action guy. the action was out of control. The first fight between Scorpion oh. and uh, Beat and Sub Zero, Bihan. This like guy's also. I see he's in going to be in John Wick Four. Oh hell yeah! Let's go, baby. All right, number <laughs> five, Mortal Kombat. Give me Mortal Kombat two. And it'll be number one on my list when it comes out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so my number five, uh, it, probably not on your guys' list, so I'm, I'm ready for the hate to, to come flooding in. But okay. I'm yeah, I, I, I didn't I – had when I heard about this movie, I'm like, why? I don't need this movie. I don't care about this movie. Then when the movie came out, I was like, eh, 
you know, like I'm, I'm not going to watch it right away, whatever. But when I actually sat down and watched this movie, I was impressed with it. It was stronger than I thought it was going to be. Black Widow. I put Black Widow above Shang Chi. I know that's questionable, but uh, I, I resonated Ooh. with it a little bit. Like I said, I found Shang Chi just a little boring, maybe at times. But I'm not like a huge comic book guy, so I don't know all the things they get wrong with any of the MCU adaptations. Uh, so I know people were trashing on the Taskmaster and everything, and I was even just saying about how I didn't really care for how they set up that Red Room General Drakov villain or whatever. But I don't know. I really liked that. Who is the Captain America knockoff? What was his name in this oh, movie? The Red uh, the, Red Guardian or Red Defender. Red Guardian, like yeah, something like that. I, I liked Red. his character and everything, and I liked obviously the the setup for what's happening in the MCU with uh, that one woman. What was her name? Val. Val. Val is it Val? Just straight Val. Yeah. So I liked that, and of Lane. course we. Yeah, Elaine Bennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we saw a little bit of. Uh, Black Widow's sister and Hawkeye. Spoiler Hawkeye alert. Tie-in, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see where that's going. And I don't know. It just it, it felt like a movie. Like okay, well actually, I guess I was kind of saying this to somebody else. It felt like it should have been a TV show rather than a movie. Like when I was watching, I felt like they had good areas where you could like, oh, that was an episode right there. But like it could be like a little mini series almost. But mm-hmm. I. I I had zero expectations for this movie. I did not want this movie, but when I sat down and watched it, I was like, okay, that actually wasn't that bad. So I felt like it deserved a spot on this list. Maybe not above Shang-Chi for you guys, but it was for me. So I liked it. It was fine. Well, we'll do like a phase four thing probably later. I, I liked it. I Mm. did not like it more than Shang-Chi. And I would say like, it's probably pretty middle of the road. For me, yeah, for I could part, say middle but, of the road but, for me too. But I'll I'll yeah. save some more of my thoughts on that for another time, probably. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So number four for me is another, but not the last musical. Jesus uh, H. We've got Tick Tick <laughs> Boom, which just came out on Netflix, Spider-Man, directed by Lin Manuel Miranda. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Um. Really good. Just good representation of how a lot of artists feel especially in their 20s going into their 30s feeling like they have to accomplish everything and rule the world uh before they hit 30 it's just it's good it resonated with me as a performer um well an aspiring performer and aspiring artist um but also, I just think, like, you know, even people who aren't in the field of artistry or anything like that, or not even in the Broadway industry, will connect to it uh, in some regard or another about being, you know, achieving success before uh, a goalpost that you've set for yourself and that kind of thing. It's it's fantastic. The music's good. A faithful adaptation of the production it is based on. Andrew Garfield absolutely deserves an Oscar nom at least for this role. Um, he sings like no other. Like he's really good. So check it out. It's really good. It's my number four. Is another one that I watched about the first ten minutes of, and then got on my phone and got distracted. Yeah. Uh, I was I was in that first 10 minutes. I was like, oh, I need to ask Bailey if you could just rename this movie every theater kid 10 years after graduation. Movie. Uh, yeah, pretty much. OK, <laughs> that was kind of the vibe I got. Well, um, uh, the the end of it all 
because he did go on to create one of the greatest musicals of all time, Rent. Uh, it would be like... Is it based off a real person? Yeah, Jonathan Oh, Larson. shit. I, I like yeah, Rent. I had no idea that was a real human being. true story and actual events, yeah. Yeah, like, Rent's it, good. Like, Tick, Tick, Boom is a quote-unquote one-man show that he made after his, music, or his first musical pitch didn't do super well. So he made a show, performed it, um, and... You know, then he went on to create Rent, which he unfortunately did not live to see uh, make it to the Broadway stages, but it went on to become one of the biggest and most well-regarded musicals of all time. So yeah, I liked Rent. Yeah. yeah so, I, I had no idea it was a real person. Yep, based on true story, actual events. Oh, fuck me, huh? <laughs> now, now you feel like a dick for just ignoring all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, my number four, I kind of maybe alluded to earlier, and I think will probably be uh, on Bailey's later down the line. Um, I I have number four. I have the the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was not not thinking of that one. Oh, really? The Mitchells versus the Machines. I thought you, I don't know, is... I guess we'll find oh, out no, if that's on your like, list later. Don't worry, it'll it'll it'll. I've show heard of this. Was that I was that actually good? Oh hell yeah! yeah. I um, never heard anything I, about it after it came out. So I, I think it's from the same people who made Spider Verse. It is. Um, and Netflix, Danny McBride, original, yeah. Um, family, uh, the Bailey, you you listen to Dungeons and Daddies. Um, oh yeah. The the dad in the Mitchells versus the Machines just remind me a lot of uh, Daryl. From oh, Dungeons absolutely! One hundred percent, he is a Daryl, <laughs> and it was just you know, it's a it's a nice family bonding. You know, dad and daughter maybe don't get each other as well as they used to, right? Because he's kind of a hands on, old school kind of guy, and she loves her her tech and her making movies and things like that. And you know, it's it's kind of like a nice happy bonding family movie. Uh, the animation is great. It's really funny. Uh, you know, it's got a really great uh, voice acting cast. You know, I just it was one that I kind of went in like, hey, this looks like it could be fun, and then it just like flew past you know my my expectations even further than I than I thought it would. So um, oh, there's some some cute robots in there as well. Yeah, Netflix. it's on Netflix. Okay, so maybe I'll it, give it a shot then. It was it was really. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a lot of fun, I thought, um, and and I'm sure Bailey's got it again later. Um, and and yeah, yeah, I do. We'll, we'll get there. Provide a little bit more detail on that. A lot of fun, super cute, great animation, all, all that, all that kind of good stuff. Mm. We're on four, is that right? Yes. Okay, my four is the newest Suicide Squad movie. Oh, and maybe. Maybe nice. I don't know if you guys liked it or not, but oh, I, I loved it. It, I it was obviously leagues, leagues, leagues better than that first trash ass movie they came out with. I oh, hated that first father. movie. Well, I tell it. to him every time I see him. I go out of my way to tell him that I hate that movie. <laughs> I forgot no. this movie was out this year. I, I don't yeah. know why I thought it was a twenty twenty. Oh. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was impressive. Like I, I went into that movie being like, all right. I hope this is better, but I'm not going to hold my breath. And I, I'm, I, can, I'm just going to say, uh, I'm going to omit my number four. My number four is Suicide Squad. Bump everything down one more. 
send, uh, send me your send me your list when we're done. That's that's all that matters. Uh, uh, but of course, we were talking earlier. Sexy Idris Elba is in here. Bloodsport, of course. Uh, John Cena is, of course, funny, and he's he's getting his own show, Peacekeeper Show or Peacemaker Show. Peace, peace, peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Peacemaker. he's getting a TV show on HBO peacemaker. Max. What a of course, joke. I love that that opening kind of the opening where just everybody's getting mowed down in the very beginning. I thought that was mm-hmm. it's cool. It was oh, it yeah. was a way it was a better put together Suicide Squad movie. Didn't have the most disgusting cancerous Joker in it, uh, so didn't have to didn't have to deal with that atrocity anymore. Uh, but it was it was a good movie. Uh, King Shark or whatever his name is, he was funny and everything. It was it was a good movie. I liked it. I I thought I was gonna hate it and I liked it. So. Better than the first one. I enjoyed as it. My, I like uh, it. Oh, yeah. As my number four. I think my favorite yeah. part of that movie is when they go through it and they accidentally kill all the freedom fighters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was good. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, I, I'll say the, the Starro villain was a little corny, maybe, but it was fun. I, I thought the Starro thing was perfect. Like, if, it, if it, you're going to introduce Starro, you might as well do it with the movie. With the team that has a giant walking land shark and and a rat that is very sentient. I felt like it was a good villain for this movie and and and, and cast of characters and everything, but I'm saying, I, I, was, I was just saying say, like the villain itself him is show up whatever. like as he did in the comics with the Justice League. I don't no. even know. Like I said, I'm not comic oriented, I don't know. But, <laughs> he, his but... first I think the Justice League's first villain that they fought was Starro the Conqueror. And it's really? the cheesiest, dumbest thing that you've ever seen. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, just put it in the Suicide Squad movie. It'll, it'll be corny and goofy, and we'll all love it anyway. And you get to see Pete Davidson's head get blown in. Yeah. yeah. Fan, fan of first, that. First and foremost, <laughs> we love first that. Blam. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's my number four. Okay. Cool. Well, I've added my input on Suicide Squad, so it technically is my number four on the list. Um, (laughs) We'll bump bump Luca out of the ten spot and put Godzilla versus Kong. That is anti-Italian discrimination. Wow. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Suicide Squad is just, it's too good for Italians. Hit hit the wow button. Uh, Wow button. Wow. That's how we feel about that Bailey. Wow. My name is Ethan. Uh, okay. Ethan. <laughs> he sounds like such a little bitch too. <laughs> My name. So, oh God. He he is such. Oh, what is it? The Ethan's Virgin King. Ethan versus yeah. the Chad Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So now we're in top three territory. Top three. Um, my number three, which I hope will show up on someone else's list, is Dune. Um, is what? Dune. 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 No, I never got around to watching that. Ooh. Me neither. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. It's so good. It looked um, like too much. I mean, it's a, it's a lot, right? It's big. It's a lot. They are making I mean, another it's, movie. It's a two and a half hour movie. There's a lot oof. to it, but it, it yeah, keeps oof. its pace really well and it keeps you well informed with what's going on. Which, it's got Yugi Moto you know, in it too. True. 
<laughs> and, and honestly, like, I didn't dislike Timothy Chalamet's performance. And it's weird because it's like we all want to dislike Timothy Chalamet's performances and everything because he keeps popping up like crazy. Yeah, I don't but, like his name either. But it's like... What is he? I don't know him very well. I'll actually oh, he's been, he was in, like, Lady Bird. He's been in uh, Call Me By Your Name. It's just he keeps oh, popping up in all of these, like, Oscar-winning name. art films and that mm. kind of thing. But he he's the lead role in Dune, um, and it's it's a great movie. It's just it. Oh, what a picture! As Al Pacino says um, in that inferior to Dune Tarantino film, um, he is so not yeah, an attractive Dune. guy. What? What? The I only thing I think I've seen him in would maybe be Interstellar, but I don't. I can't even picture him in that movie. Was he? Oh my god! No. I was he? I can't says, remember. Yeah, I'm on this. Says he is. Oh, geez. Wow. I think it was a pretty small role. Though. Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I was like the earliest that's thing. That's the only I thing I think I would know him from. Anyway, so yeah, that's my number three. Number three. Yeah, Boom. I'm going to send you guys this picture. I don't, I don't know why everybody thinks he's so cute. I'm gonna send I don't this. think he's that hot. I'm going to drop this picture that looks like he like sells to kids i don't know <laughs> he sells into kids <laughs> like <laughs> yeah he looks oh like he does God. he's a dealer he's selling pot in the high he's selling vape pens in the high school bathroom that's what he's doing oh. yeah he graduated three years ago and he's still selling to <laughs> high school kids that's, that's a buy. <laughs> uh no i read dune the book like a long time ago probably it's when on my I was... christmas list Probably when I wasn't smart enough to fully understand it, but I I remember like, when you we were reading Dune. It's a I weird thing to remember. I it's didn't like book. the I didn't like the book. I and maybe if I went back and 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 watched it See, again, I would. But that, that's what I've heard is people who that's don't what I've like heard the too. book like this movie. And also, this is only part one, so it covers like yes. This one gets all of the boring stuff out of the way, and it keeps it entertaining, which is great. Yeah, it was either you, Dad, or Grandpa. One, one or all of you guys said the book was boring. I remember it, a long time I ago. I remember it being pretty boring, but I read it probably it's, twelve it's years a lot of ago. Politics. Yeah, that's that's yeah, I think when I was thinking of it too. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, my number three. Get a little, uh, nice little weeb pick in here. Ooh. Um, weeb, weeb. And oh. My, Demon Slayer. My number 10, 3 pick is the Demon Slayer Mugen Train uh, movie, yeah. which I guess was technically released in Japan in 2020. 2020, you liar! But it wasn't released in the United States until 2021. Um, yeah. So, so I'm going to... Liar! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm counting Why it. Why haven't you used that more? <laughs> Uh, it says 2020 on Google. <laughs> shut up. It whatever. It's 2021 I here <laughs> in, in the states. I don't live in Japan, so it does not count. Um, I thought it was an absolute banger of a movie. I, I really liked the the first season of Demon Slayer, um, and and it's clear that they went and they they pulled out all the stops on here because Demon Slayer already has like really beautiful animation like in the in the mm. fight scenes are just i so see lots of memes from this show but i've never seen the show but i'm recognizing a lot of these characters just it's, from things i've seen yeah. 
it's so good looking and and the soundtrack in there is great and it's a lot of fun um you know like i love their i love their their breathing techniques and their combat like with the the water and the fire just like the way that the art is stylized and in here is super super cool and it was a really good follow-up to the first season i'm a little i'm a little upset that they they gave it the dragon ball super treatment where they they they've started season two but the first eight episodes of season two are just movie redone again uh yeah it's never fun i don't, I don't like I'm that they do that the dub to release of those on hulu so i can yeah. watch it all so um i thought it was really really good and then like it's kind of like you think they beat the boss and you're like oh shit that, that, was, that was pretty fun you know that was that was pretty solid and then they're just like hey no we're gonna break we're gonna you know cut the brakes here and the last 30 minutes of this movie is some of the most epic hardest anime action i've ever seen like the the fight um between rengoku and uh the demon whose name is escaping me that he fights is off the hook the last 30 minutes of this is just it's just a freaking white knuckler like i'm just like sucked into the tv here it is <laughs> it's incredible um and and then it ends and it's it's kind of like a Oof, it's kind of like a tough ending, right? It's kind of like, shit, man. Um, and, and that was kind of another reason why I was upset that they they redid it, because I was like, I want to see what happens next, right? I need a little bit of closure here on this movie. But it, it was off the chain. Um, definitely, definitely worth watching. Obviously, should watch the, the first season first, which, Caleb, I would recommend you do. Um, it would be is worth there, it. Is there a dub of this somewhere I can watch? Yeah, I watched uh, the Hulu dub. Hulu has the dub. Hulu yes. has the dub. Okay. For for first season only. Second season, they're still only releasing sub right now. Yeah. So, mm. uh, I mean, the first season still is great, just with dub. It is really good. Um, the they did a good. Well, no, they Zenitsu in there still sucks. Um, he, <laughs> he is annoying, and Inosuke is less annoying in this movie. Um, the two side characters in that show are not my favorites, but. So number three, Mugen Train, a little weeb pick there. But uh mm-hmm. had had to give it some recognition. For sure, yeah. for sure. Um my number three is Venom 2. Let there be Carnage. Let there be Carnage. <laughs> yeah, uh and it's <laughs> I don't know, I the first Venom movie it, well both both Venom movies were things I'm like, eh, you know, it looks okay from like the trailer and everything i'm not like hyped for it or whatever uh but when i saw i think we saw the first venom together zach uh i liked it more than i thought i would not 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 an amazing movie but it was better than i was expecting and kind of the same thing with venom 2 except i think i liked venom 2 better than i liked venom 1 uh what i agree oh yeah yeah and it's funny because i i i was I didn't go see this in theaters and I thought I was, I thought I was going to, but I ended up just watching like a literal, like some dude in a theater hand cameraing it online. I usually don't watch that kind of shit when it's like really nice. poor quality, <laughs> but I did it anyways because I was like, yeah, I had been hearing of course, all the tie-ins to uh, the Spider-Man movie, like the end credit scene. I had mm-hmm. that spoiled for me literally the day it came out. So like, I already knew that was happening. Dang. So I was like, 
I was like, what the hell? I'll I'll just watch it. Shitty I, quality. Well, you know why it got spoiled so bad is because they they did a pre-screening in the UK where they didn't monitor the crowd. They literally just had them all verbally agree with Tom Hardy and go, we will not spoil this movie. And then they <laughs> left the room and everyone just immediately pulled out their phones and started filming it and posting <laughs> yeah. it all over TikTok. So yeah, I, I, I saw the it. credit scene and I'm scrolling on TikTok and I just come across this whole thing. I'm like, oh, is this like a deleted scene from the first movie? And then I see the J. Jonah Jameson stuff and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me oh for me it was literally the day it came out it was like nine o'clock in the morning i wake up i grab my phone the very first thing i do when i grab my phone is i i opened up iFunny, and the very first oh, no. thing to load was just a still image of tom holland on the screen i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> cool <laughs> it's the literally the first thing i woke up to so uh but i liked the movie i liked uh carnage i liked i felt like I think we maybe talked about this before. Like the first one, it was a lot of goop clashing. Yeah. Uh, and it was like the same color, but with him being red, I felt like it wasn't that bad. And I also, before, uh, well, I guess I always, since I got that spoiled for me, I thought it was cool seeing Shriek, just somebody else in the Venom universe with powers. Cause like Mutant. before we went, we weren't sure if where Venom lied in the uh, MCU. Like, was it connected? Was it not? You know, what other characters were going to be in the Venom thing. And we finally saw Shriek, which was interesting. Nice to see somebody else with powers in there. Uh, I don't know really what she originates from. Is she like actually a, a Spider-Man a villain? I, I yeah, believe she's I was... part of the X-Men or she's okay. In the that, that's the vibe I got from her. So it was, it was cool seeing somebody else. And I felt like Woody Harrelson did a, a very good job playing Cletus, Cletus Cassidy. Dude, I thought it was, it was, it was a fun psychopathic character. I guess it was. I thought it was, it was real. I thought it was real fun too. It was. It's. It's also. It's pretty much just like a love story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a. It's a love story between love Venom story. And, and Eddie Brock, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, that's what it is. That they, they they have a fight, they break up, and then they get back together. Like they're in a relationship together. Kind kind of like me and Idris Elba Knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Except maybe a little bit of a healthier relationship, I think. And then nah. I also like it when he goes, oh, fuck, it's a red one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't I, mean anything, because even the symbiotes, it's like the color of the symbiote does not actually mean anything besides, yeah. like, well, that's just it. Like, his, uh, someone broke down why calling it, oh, shit, that's a red one is like the dumbest thing because it doesn't mean anything to the symbiotes in their universe. Well, it made me laugh. No, it, it, it was still funny. a funny line, but it's just yeah. comic fans were just like, it doesn't mean anything. Stop making it a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, they also uh, looked like, see, I'm curious what they're going to do because obviously it seems like he's going to be in the Spider-Man movie or t to some degree and everything. But they also set up like another like that cop dude, I can't remember what he's supposed to end up becoming. But oh, he becomes Toxin, I think. Toxin, yeah. So it's like they're setting up a lot, and I'm like, I'm curious, are they going to like kind of retract? Are they going to put Tom Hardy in this new movie, and then by the end of the movie kind of maybe suck him back into his own universe and keep them yeah, separate again? Suck. That would suck. I'm, I'm honestly okay if they do that because I, I don't hate Tom Hardy's or, Venom. He's not my favorite, but like I, I was okay with them – keeping Venom separate from everything. I kind of liked that. 
we we can talk about this in the Spider-Man thing, but what I was thinking they could do is like whenever they converge the universes back into their original place, we see Tom Hardy's Venom and he gets sent back, but as he does, Venom like leaves a tiny piece of himself behind to go and latch on to Tom Holland in that universe. And then mm. Venom could be brought in from a multiversal uh, cataclysm instead of from space. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Venom 2. I, I enjoyed it. It was definitely better than the first one. I liked Carnage, Cleus Cassidy, Shriek, all of it. It was fun. Fun movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, my number Dose. two. Uh, I, I consider this a movie. Uh, mm. Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah, I, was, I personally don't consider that a movie, but yeah, it's great. I had, I I love that as well. And when we had talked about, and everybody laughed at it, everybody was making fun of me because I said we should do the top ten other things of twenty twenty one. I think Bailey laughed at you. I don't think I laughed at you. Well, that was on my <laughs> other things list because I wasn't personally sure how to how to categorize it. I um, I consider it a movie musical. Um, I consider it a comedy special. I just it's consider it, yeah, length. comedy specials, light stand-up, not really stand-up. <laughs> it, it told a story, and, yeah. you know, it was, it was a very artistic interpretation of, like, how a comedy special could be. It's also just a good commentary on the rest of the world. It told the story of Bo and his experience yes. of being inside during lockdowns. I just was like, you know what? I'm going to consider this a movie. It's my second favorite movie of the year. So sure. It was good, for sure. I won't give you any pushback on it. I, 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 I don't. I've been on the Bo Burnham train for a while. Um, right. So when I heard he was putting out a new one, I was I was very very excited. And all mm-hmm. of his are always pretty unique and introspective. And like his style of comedy is just so much Banging. different. Yeah, it's so yeah. much different than than a lot of other people. And and yeah, he's he's just really killer at it. So I yeah. I would. What's what's the first one? That it was it is there what? one of them yeah, called it was what what yeah it was yeah. what and then and there's I'm, make happy and then there's yeah. inside I must yeah. watch what fifteen times like, I've watched his first yeah. two so many times yeah, yeah. so they're oh, so good this one inside, I've only I seen this I've, one once though yeah because it kind of was a little sadder Darker, it's, yeah. it's a hard watch like it's I've not, listened to like individual what? songs yeah. and bits from it but That's I've only dumb. watched through it fully once my my Spotify Wrapped was dominated by Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a few Bo Burnhams in my top ten on yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Good choice. I yeah. I didn't have that on mine because I I wasn't sure how to categorize it. If I was categorizing it as a movie, it would it would it would definitely have been in my top ten as well. I think. Right. Uh, my number two has showed up on both of yours already. Um, I think I probably liked it. I guess I probably liked it more since it was it was higher up on the list, but also. Uh, whatever I'll, I'll get to this it's it's shang chi is is number yeah. two for me yeah. um i liked it a lot and bailey i know you had it a bit lower down on your list and you said you had it as a as a top five mcu like i liked it a lot yeah. but i don't know if i'm top five in it I, you know i i would probably need to go back and watch it again and see um but the the impact that it left on me is was, was pretty big and and this was also my uh return to theaters movie so maybe that kind of had it um, you know, put put it in a little bit of a better light because I got to see it on a big screen actually, and things like that. Um, oh yeah, this I, was your one movie you saw in theaters, right? Same, I did. Was, I did see. Let there, I did see. Let there be carnage in theaters. Um, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. 
but but that one didn't crack my top 10 i was about uh, to say on your top 10 that was the one movie yes you saw. yeah uh i thought i thought this was awesome i thought it was really funny um yeah. you know i liked him and aquafina's back and forth they were they were absolutely goofy. it was fun um the action is is really really good i like uh i like the bad guy a lot uh when Wu was that his dad's name yeah i'm not sure i i know he's not the uh big tentacle monster thing at the end or whatever yeah Um, and he and he ultimately kind of has a has a little bit of a change of heart um but but i thought he uh what's his name uh tony leong uh he had he acted really really well in there like i thought that was such a a a really good performance from him And, and it was just like a really troubled character right you know, yeah. you know he, he kind of righted the ship became a good guy then he loses his wife which kind of breaks him and then that's kind of his motivation to uh you know to, to do what he's doing to do what he's doing and yeah. and um i don't know i i really liked it i thought the action was again i'll say probably say that 40 times but super super <laughs> good and and i like and and I think Caleb, you maybe said something kind of like this, or 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 at least mentioned this. I like that they're opening Marvel up to a bunch of different things. Like we've seen like magic and stuff in Marvel before, right? With Doctor Strange and things like that. Mm-hmm. But this is like a whole different side of magic and mysticism and and, and things like that. It also has a dragon in it. Mentioned yeah. my affinity for dragons <laughs> earlier um so that's this is, obviously... this is the second movie featuring a dragon and aquafina that you have on your list shit you're right man yeah oh boy. a <laughs> um, water dragon a water dragon and and i just i don't know i thought it was really cool i know there are some people who kind of like said oh we really like the first two thirds of it but then the end was kind of a letdown um yeah. i thought the ending was cool i thought the fights at the end were cool the dragon was cool and then I'm super, super curious about like the the stinger at, at the end, right? Where they're like the rings are a beacon. Well, they're a beacon to what? Where the hell are they coming from? Where? Who are they calling to? You know, I'm not like a. And big then the- Eternals came in and didn't answer any questions from. Well, see, yeah. I'm I not a big theorizer about what they're talking about. I'm not a big theory comer upper with guy. Um, I wonder though if and I and I was thinking, well, is there going to be a, a link? Is there going to be a connection with? Uh, eternals at all and i thought maybe what if um fastos from the eternals had made the rings because he's like kind of like the tech invention guy i don't know if there's there could be literally no connection and i don't think there is but i just like oh he invents cool weapons these are cool weapons he kind of had some ring looking things to himself in that movie Um, yeah so i don't know i i really liked it i thought it was a lot of fun um and it's probably one of my uh one of my favorites from phase four so far oh yeah i uh i did like a smidge of research when the movie came out and because i was a little curious myself at least in the comics I'm, I'm pretty sure if i read that right i think the rings are like alien origin yeah they came they came from space in the comics they were yeah that kind so of I, i'm assuming a beacon for where they came from of some degree but that's yeah that's about all i know but yeah um so my number two if you guys have seen it or heard of it uh hitman's wife's bodyguard with ryan reynolds yeah 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 uh i don't know i ryan reynolds he he does typically play the exact same person in every movie 
uh, but that doesn't mean it's not funny. Yeah. Uh, and I, I watched the first one, the Hitman's Bodyguard or whatever. No, it was a funny movie, but I think this one, the sequel, way better. I love Samuel L. Jackson, and I think him and Ryan Reynolds have a very good uh, duo together. They they work well together. They're funny together. Uh, good good action comedy movie. I. Yeah, good action comedy movie. I mean, it was funny. It was funny. I had me laughing pretty much the entire way uh, uh, through it. So number two on my list. It's good. Cool. Um, I mean, no surprise here uh, based on the whole podcast that we've just recorded. Uh, my number one, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Um, very good. And it might, it might just be because, like, this is a very personal story for me to connect to, uh, just considering, you know, the main character is a girl who moved out to California or is moving out to California to pursue her dreams as uh, someone going into film. And I'm very much in that same boat. Uh, when this movie came out, I've been, I had been living in California for a year amidst the pandemic. Um, so just being able to see like a story like that being explored and essentially, you know, on their way out and trying to pursue their dream uh, the world basically ends. Uh, it just... I... I just sat there with the story and characterization of the dad in particular and his mm -hmm. relationship to his daughter. And it just, it reminds me of that, like, same Simpsons kind of vibe. Like, you see the thing where it was, uh, the one thing that always gets me teary-eyed when I rewatch any episode of The Simpsons are, are the ones where Homer does, like, flashbacks and his relationship to his kids. Like, going back to work at the nuclear power plant to support his family, and he puts up the board uh, that says, don't forget, you're here forever, but he puts up pictures of Maggie, and it just says, do it for her, mm -hmm. always just tugs at my heartstrings. So any any good father-child uh, father relationship story, just, it's an automatic win in my book. And Reminds you of your kids. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, my copious amount of children that I have fathered out here in uh, California. Straight slaying. Just straight slaying, you know. Man, I miss all 15 of them. I don't know any of their <laughs> names, but they're out there somewhere. God bless them. Anyway, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, my number one. <laughs> good pick. I really like that one, too. Yeah. Uh, my number one pick was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah, um, <laughs> which was... I thought it was it was it was really awesome. Um, you know, I like I maybe mentioned earlier with One Night in Miami, uh, bit of a history guy, obviously history major. Um, and and this is the story of Fred Hampton, who was a uh, a leader of the Black Panthers in Chicago, um, and is ultimately kind of the story of of his life and his unfortunate um, and. Uh, untimely death uh he is essentially kind of you know killed by by law enforcement officials for his uh for his involvement uh you know with the panthers and for for being a leader of the black panthers um and i just thought it was a a super interesting really really well-made movie it's got some some pretty killer actors in there uh daniel Kal kaluuya 
Kalu, Kalue. Uh, I'm butchering the last name there. Um, plays I mean, he Fred, won the Oscar for it. Yes, he he, he plays Fred Hampton, brings in awards. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who's from, uh, he's in Atlanta, uh, which I love him in there. He does a really good job. It's got that uh, Jesse Plemons guy who always is just always a scumbag. Like, he's always just a... And everything he does, he's the bad guy, and he's so good at it. Like you just look at him, you go, "Fuck that guy! I hate that guy." Um, and and he is exactly that in this movie as well. Um, so it, it's it's a really good movie. It's a really good history lesson that is, you know, probably not taught in your high school classes. Like this is a story that I think's a pretty important one that that kind of has been, you know, tucked under the rug because this guy was basically assassinated by the the fbi because he was a scary black guy and in, in their eyes you know mm-hmm. um and and i don't know i thought it was a, it was a really good story that i felt needed to be needed to be told and they did a really good job with it so that was my favorite movie this year or the one that i thought was the best right on right on uh yeah different different vibe here with my with my uh number <laughs> number one uh <laughs> <laughs> definitely so i'm just I'm not... imagining you being like saw three <laughs> no no it's just I'm, I'm not trying to say you know this is a questionable list everything on here could be shuffled around we we shuffled around on our tv shows last time mm-hmm. i added this isn't this isn't set in... yeah yeah and it's the suicide squad so this isn't this is i'm gonna say this is probably number one on my list mainly because it's probably the most recent thing i've watched so it's like more fresh in my head uh, but I still enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that Red Notice movie on Netflix. Oh God, I, I was. I'm glad you said Red Notice because you scared me with most recent. I thought you were gonna say the new Resident Evil movie. God, no, I've not watched that. Oh God, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably won't. But uh, yeah, Red Notice. Uh, I said it with Ryan Reynolds and the last thing that my uh, hitman wife's bodyguard, uh, he kind of plays the same guy in every movie, you know, sassy, funny, comedic guy. Pikachu. Uh, yeah. Pikachu. <laughs> uh, he kind of plays the same role. And same thing with, uh, the rock, you know, he kind of just, he plays a big buff guy. I don't know. It's, Crypto it's generic. Yeah. It's, it's a little generic in that aspect, but, uh, the movie itself had me laughing the pretty much the whole time. I also think that, you know, like I said, they maybe repeat their roles a little bit, but it doesn't mean it's not funny. So I, I, I laugh at Ryan Reynolds. I laugh at uh, The Rock and everything. You see The Rock everywhere now. The Rock is in Fortnite now. Like he's going to The Rock is The Rock is a buff Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> in the Rock way. is going to be the 2024 Democratic nat- you know, presidential candidate. I'm I, waiting. I think, yeah, I'm I waiting for that. He will Johnson run for president. Deserves a Grammy for his most recent verse in uh, Tech oh. Nine's Face Off. It's about drive. It's about power. Stop. We stay hungry. We devour. Stop. Whoa. Stop. <laughs> What's my motherfucking uh, name? Dwayne. But yeah, no. Red, Red Notes is fun. I. I don't, have you seen it, Zach? I have not. Okay. Well, it. Good comedy. You laugh. Uh, I also at at. At times, not the entire time, but at times I got like Uncharted vibes with like the adventureness that where they're at, what they're doing. Yeah, it, it, there were some scenes I'm like, OK, I could see that being like in an Uncharted game or movie or something like that. But uh, just some of the action and stuff. There, there's some good stuff. I was going to say some stuff. I'm not trying to like not spoil it or anything. It's But if you haven't seen the movie, I won't quote the line because you wouldn't get it. But 
a good movie. I, it, it's on Netflix, so obviously you can watch it it's, if you have Netflix. Uh, I, I'd recommend it. It's number one on my list. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, and I'm not saying if you asked me tomorrow, it would still be number one on my list because it might not be. But uh, good movie, though. Good movie. I enjoyed it. And I, yeah. I think it's also one of those ones that is talking about getting a sequel. Not that getting a sequel doesn't necessarily mean as much as it does anymore, <laughs> right. you know? Right. It, it's, it, yeah, but it's fun. Good, good oh. watch. Good watch. Good, good, good. Uh, well, I think that's everybody's top 10 lists. And this one kind of went a little, this one kind of went long. Yikes. Um, <laughs> we've been at it for a minute. We did get very distracted. Um, uh, time to make some cuts. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe cut a little bit out here. But uh, <laughs> nothing, we're not cutting out Ethan. That's for sure. No, no. Hopefully he's in it. Hopefully like that makes it. Of my laughter, please, but. <laughs> that will, uh. I'll do it for us. Uh, I got a little bit of Spider-Man homework to do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and probably watch some Spider-Man movies this weekend for next Spider -Man, week's episode. No way homework. No way homework. Yep. I also am planning on watching Claws this weekend because that is the alpha <gasps> Christmas movie. Claws? I don't think I know that one. Klaus. Netflix. Klaus. 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 Claws. Whatever. Oh. Well, I, okay, I've not it's heard of it. It has Jay Jonah Jameson as Santa Claus. So K-L-A-U-S. So interesting good. very very good if you haven't so, seen it that's it's on mitchell's versus the machines level for me yes hmm. uh so spider-man homework spider-man episode next week uh 2022 hype list coming out after christmas we already know sonic 2 is gonna top the list <laughs> um, oh yeah but, uh, my boyfriend yeah uh oh i guess one last one last little thing uh if you can think of it off the top of your head worst movie of 2022 21 Oh, God. I'll go first. Justice League Snyder Cut. I never watched it. But yeah, it could be up there. Waste of my time. I don't know. I'm going to say The Diary of a Wimpy Kid that just came out on Disney+. Plus. I unfortunately <laughs> did watch that, and it was garbage. Oh, was that like the, uh, the animated yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that it's, looked... it's not even really a movie. It's like not even an hour long, but... I still was like, this feels like it's been three hours. Uh, I say, I don't know, just looking at Googling it for, for at least movies I've seen. That's not to say that I hate these movies, but maybe either Tom and Jerry or. Uh, Ooh, yeah, Tom and Jerry was rough. Um, uh, why? I'm Space Jam. Jesus Christ. Space Jam. Oh, yeah. Like Space, Space Jam. Jam 2. Space Jam 2. That's mine. I like Space it Jam. Screw you guys. No, no. Hey, out. Hey. 